this is why we have the best fans in the world. Direction, your weekly One Direction and Harry Styles podcast. I'm Lucia. And I'm Caitlin. And this is our 210th episode of Talk Direction. It is currently February, which is mine and Caitlin and Harry's birthday month, as well as Mm -hmm. quite a few of our listeners, actually. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And Caitlin's birthday was just two days ago. Happy belated birthday. Did you have a good day? I did, and I'm seeing that this is episode 210, which is my birthday, February 10th. <gasps> oh, yeah. I know. Not that we're recording on 210, <laughs> but still. No, this is coming out next week, so I guess if you're listening, <laughs> Caitlin's birthday was a week and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I had a good birthday, and I'm going to keep the celebration going this weekend. Um, some of my siblings are coming in, so we're going to hang out and eat good food and i don't know what we're gonna do but we're gonna do something fun that's good Mm -hmm. i'm glad so for today's episode we have a hodgepodge of things we have some uh kind of news stuff to go over and we also have a new song from niall and his album announcement so going to be a little bit of a mix of an episode but we thought we'd do kind of a, a catch-up episode since we've missed some things in the last few weeks and yeah before we get into all of that make sure to check out our patreon at patreon.com slash talk direction over there we do talk direction download which is a 30 minute mini episode uh, for patrons only and last week we had a valentine's day themed tddl where we just did some kind of fun games and talked about valentine's day and this week we're gonna talk about our upcoming harry shows (laughs) upcoming meaning like in four or five months uh wait is that right february march april may june july six months um (laughs) but (laughs) Uh, we decided it's not too early to start getting excited for that. Um, Never too early. Yeah. So we're just going to talk about our plans. Me and Caitlin are going to some shows together. Uh, so we're going to like talk about all of that. Like what we're going to wear to the shows, what songs we're most excited to listen to and all of that. So if you're interested in some bonus content, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash talk direction. Okay. So getting into the news... Um, first we have, we had Harry perform Juice with Lizzo, which was very exciting. So on January, what was it? January 30th, I think, I don't know, the date's gone from my doc for some reason. Don't know. But (laughs) it was, uh. Sounds right. Yeah, it was January 30th. Lizzo performed an exclusive show at the Fillmore Miami Beach as part of the SiriusXM and Pandora Opening Drive Super Concert Series, a free two-night series in Miami before the Super Bowl. 
Uh, she performed a couple of songs, including Juice, which Harry made a surprise appearance for, uh, and he performed the song with her. Um, so that was really exciting to get. Caitlin, what were your uh, thoughts after you watched that performance? Um, I was so excited to see that because we had predicted that maybe it would happen when we talked about it on TDDL. Honestly, I don't know when that TDDL is coming out, if it's out or not, because we recorded so many <laughs> in advance. But when we did, I was hoping that they would sing together and um, at least we'd get a picture with them together. And I thought it was great. Um, I love that Harry was wearing, like, this grandpa, like, sweater vest. Like, Lizzo is just, like, looking completely fabulous, all sparkly and decked out. And the contrast was great. Um, And I really like their friendship. And they should do a song together. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, it was just really fun. I, like, Harry learned the dance moves to her dance. So he was dancing along with her. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was just, it was really fun. It was a lot of fun. So I feel like that was a good moment. Yeah, for sure. I loved, um, so she like started the song and then like stopped it and was like, then like brought Harry out. And um, I love watching the video because it like pans over the audience. And there's this guy with like this shocked, surprised look on his face, which is exactly (laughs) how like I felt. It's very comedic. If you watch the video, look for that guy's face. Um, oh, I'll have to. And it yeah. was filmed like wet, like it was wet, like yes. filmed correct, like correct professionally. Professionally, that's the word. So that's nice. I need to put it mm-hmm. onto my uh, phone. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, they're dancing. To- their little dancing together was so cute. Uh, and after seeing this, I was like, this song seems like it was meant, always meant to be a duet. Yes. Um, she like put Harry's name in the lyrics and then during the bridge where she's like, I think he, he want to be way more than friends. Um, Harry sings at the same time. I want to be way more than friends. Yeah. It just like worked so, so well. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I thought it was really good. What would and they also, be? Like, Hizzo? Hashtag Hizzo. <laughs> Hizzo. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Um, yeah, it was really fun. I mean, I definitely loved seeing Harry do his own cover in the live lounge, but yeah. for me, there was, like, something missing. Uh, like, what? Like, maybe miss. it was missing, like, juice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good one. Good And then one. doing it together, I was like, this is perfect. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that was kind of like the happy uh, Harry news last month. And then... um, Harry almost performed at a Super Bowl-related party. It ended up getting canceled, funnily enough. Uh, So Pepsi announced that Harry would be performing at the... Pepsi Zero Sugar Super Bowl Party on January 31st to celebrate the newly introduced Matt Black Pepsi Zero Sugar Can. Uh, and Lizzo was going to be a guest at that show as well. Um, but Pepsi actually tweeted on the day, um, as ordered by the Miami Fire Department, Planet Pepsi Zero Sugar had to unfortunately be canceled due to extreme weather. This was a mandatory evacuation in Miami across special event venues. 
We are focused on ensuring everyone is safely evacuated. We deeply apologize to the fans. Um, and Harry also tweeted, he said, to those of you here in Miami, I was told there's a severe storm on the way. The fire department would not let us do the show under any circumstances. Please stay safe. I'm so disappointed and I'm sorry. I love you all. H. Um, and based on the tweets underneath the Pepsi tweet, it seemed like it was actually a very unsafe evacuation for the attendees. Yeah. I saw <laughs> videos of like the barriers like floating down the road. Yeah. Like it was completely flooded. Like, it Uh did seem super unsafe. And I heard fans saying it was so chaotic and, like, Mm -hmm. like really dangerous. Like, people can drown. People can get stampeded. Like, it just seemed like. Yeah, there was people, like, forced to walk through, like, this all these flooded areas. Like, there was water up to their calves. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a lot of reports of, like, the security, like, filming and laughing at them. It didn't really seem like there was anyone, like, directing crowds or anything like that. And then uber prices were super inflated and so like no one could get off the island it just seemed like a big mess um so pepsi being like we're very focused on ensuring everyone is safely evacuated seems like not really (laughs) something that happened um but when this show was originally announced um which was a couple of weeks or not even, it was like, I don't know, it was very recent, but very soon before the actual show happened. Um, there was quite a bit of backlash on Twitter, on social media in general, but I guess particularly Twitter. And people were using the hashtag Harry back out. Um, a lot of people are upset about Harry participating in this event because it was a Super Bowl related event. Um, so it was put on by Pepsi, but Pepsi has a lot of ties to the NFL, and it was like a a pre-Super Bowl party. Um, So there was that tie to the NFL as well. Um, But this was quite a, like, riff in the fandom when it was happening. Um, Do you remember when all of this stuff went down first? Yeah. I feel like events like this can become really polarizing on Twitter. So a lot of people Mm -hmm. are talking about it, and it was trending. Um... And I think it can, it was really good that I saw a lot of people talking about it because I was upset myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's always like really, I don't know, it becomes, it's so hard with Twitter. Like it becomes a really weird space. And I think people who are on one side of it start going way to their one side and then people on the other side go way to their other side and then people mm-hmm. are screaming back and forth and it can, can become really unproductive. So it's nice when you see the people who are actually being really smart about what they're saying and mm-hmm. educating others about why they're frustrated with this situation and why they're frustrated that Harry is going to perform and like actually getting to see people... Um, talk about it in a really open way that's like easily understood and mm-hmm. um uh I think making more progress than some other people and I did see some of that and then of course you see some people that are just like not gonna listen at all and right. like they're in their own head and they're like no Harry can do whatever he wants blah 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 like wait mm-hmm. a second hold up like I don't know. Mm -hmm. It becomes this kind of like negative space a lot too. So 
yeah I like had mixed emotions with everything that was happening but I was happy for the people like standing up in a good way Mm -hmm. um and yeah I guess I was just frustrated because I do know um stuff about the NFL a little bit I'm definitely not an expert on it um but I followed um the Colin Kaepernick stuff a little bit um and I feel like you're probably gonna talk about that Mm -hmm. yeah so you'll explain that but um yeah, I feel like this storm that happened <laughs> was the best outcome <laughs> that could have happened out of this. So Harry never ended yeah. up performing there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's hard when this stuff happens because, um, as Caitlin said, like the the social media kind of stuff can be can become really like just toxic. Uh, I remember when it was first happening, I, like, went on Twitter, and I was, like, oh, my God, no. And I was, like, so upset just because it's so, um, like, it can get so unproductive. Yeah. But kind of as I was delving into it more to see what was really going on, I did see a lot of actually really, like, thoughtful and kind responses and, like, posts from people who were trying to be, like, educational Um so that was really nice. It's always yeah. kind of a double thing when this stuff happens, specifically in the Harry fandom, where I think I, like, get upset because of the drama. It's, like, you know, it's kind of icky, um, for me at least. And then you see, like, people actually, like, caring and saying smart things. Um, and then it kind of makes you feel, like, happy that you're in this fandom, mm-hmm. <laughs> even though it's hard sometimes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I have a couple of notes that I'm going to go over um, about the NFL. um, And similarly to Caitlin, I'm not like super educated on on this stuff because I don't follow like football at all. And I'm not really involved in following sports in general. Um, I know a little bit uh, because I followed some stuff, but a lot of it is kind of like some notes I've compiled by doing a little bit of research. Um, so I guess first of all, um, because I saw a lot of people sort of saying like, well, this is really for Pepsi and not the NFL, um, Pepsi as a company on their own, um, have also been quite problematic, um, over the years. They have been involved in and settled a federal lawsuit, um, that accused them of racial discrimination in like their hiring practices. And then there was the, the Pepsi ad with, with Kendall Jenner (laughs) a few Mm. years ago, that a lot of people will probably remember. Um, All too well. Yeah. So if anyone didn't see that ad, uh, it was basically like there was a protest happening and there was a line of police officers and Kendall Jenner takes a Pepsi and, you know, crosses the line and and hands it to one of the police officers. um, And then everyone rejoices. Um, (laughs) So um, this is a quote from the Huffington Post. Um, Many saw the ad as a cynical attempt to capitalize on the increased interest in protest movements in recent years while whitewashing the mistreatment of demonstrators by law enforcement. Um, So, you know, it's it's more complicated than that. But, you know, it was at a time when Black Lives Matter was just starting to get a lot of like traction. um, And it definitely seemed like they were referencing that. And, um, yeah, it was a bad, it was a bad call. They actually ended up removing the ad, um, because they got a lot of backlash from it. 
Um, but moving on to the NFL. So NFL is National Football League. Um, they have a very long history um, of enabling domestic violence and violence against women, actually. Um, so a lot of their players um, have, you know, assaulted women, either women they're, they're in relationships with or not. And the NFL, you know, turns the other way. They've um, kept these players, like, on salary um, and not even, like, given them fines or, you know, anything like that. Um, they've definitely kind of chosen, you know, money over, um, like, standing up for the, the women that have been assaulted. Um, that's gotten a little bit better, I think, because there's more, like, video evidence happening now. Um, TMZ actually broke one of the more recent, um, like, stories that happened. Um, so now, like, the NFL, NFL can't really, like, deny it anymore because I think they used to kind of be like, well, we don't know what happened. Like, no one can prove anything. But now we actually have, like, videos of these assaults happening, and so they can't say that anymore. Um, and then they also have a really long history of racism. Um, a couple of facts. So 70% of the players in the NFL are black. 0% of the team owners are. Um, and only three NFL coaches coaches are black, um, which, like, is just very backwards, right? <laughs> yeah, very um, If you have a sport where 70% of the players are black uh, and and zero percent of the people who own the teams are like obviously that's going to create some problems um and then there's all the stuff with Colin Kaepernick um he was basically exiled from the NFL for protesting against racism um particularly police killings of black people so he um he did a silent protest where he would kneel during the anthem at the games um people totally flipped out about it um and the NFL, um, like, blackballed him, basically, for the last three years, um, kind of in, you know, retaliation for his, his silent protests. Um, I got this quote from an, one of the articles I was reading. Uh, I meant to look up how to say his name before I recorded, but I didn't. Um, but I just thought this was nicely said. Um, so former NBA star... Mahmoud Abdul Rauf paved the way for Kaepernick when he chose to protest the na national anthem 20 years ago, and which he still protests to this day. He shared his support by saying, <clears throat> Look at all of what he has to lose by taking this position. His wealth, his endorsements, possible threats, the attack against his family, attacks against his family. He has a lot to lose. As far as I'm concerned, I think it's more selfless than selfish. He's willing to put all of that on the line because, to him, Truth is more important than those things. Justice and equality is more important than those things. And then I included one of Harry's quotes from his interview in The Guardian from December um, because I thought it was like important to look at it in contrast to the quote I just read about Colin Kaepernick because it kind of um, helps to clarify, I think, why a lot of people kind of have been upset. Um, so this is from The Guardian. He has around 50 million social media followers, and with that comes the ability to ripple the internet like somebody airing a bedsheet. I've noticed, though, how rarely Styles directs people to support specific causes, last doing so in 2018 when he encouraged people to join a march against gun violence. Why don't you use your influence more, I ask. 
Um, and then Harry says, because of dilution. Because I'd prefer, when I say something, for people to think I mean it. To be honest, I'm still searching for that one thing, you know? Something I can really stand up for and get behind and be like, this is my life fight. There's a power to doing the one thing. You want your whole weight behind it. Um, so, you know, Harry gets to choose what injustice he will care about enough to take a quote-unquote real stand against. Um, and that's like a huge privilege in and of itself. Um, someone like Kaepernick, I think he doesn't have the that privilege that he gets to kind of choose because um, as like a person of color, he experiences that specific um, injustice, you know, in his daily life. So anyways, um, that is obviously a very kind of short summary, <laughs> but I just wanted to try to like get all of those points in there. Yeah. Um, and I think like, I have a couple more quotes from Harry that I'm going to read. Um, but I think it's, it's not that like, obviously there's a lot of, a lot of corporations that aren't great. There's a lot of like, you know, there's, there's venues that artists perform at that are owned by companies that might be, you know, racist or, or just not good companies to support. So, you know, you can't, I don't think you can do, like, you know, be 100%, like, not support any of these companies. But I think the NFL and the Super Bowl is, like, a huge one. So I don't think yeah. anyone's expecting Harry to, like, be 100% perfect or, like, never participate in anything corporate. Like, I don't think anyone's expecting that from him or wants that from him. I think this is just, like, one that happens to be really big. It's the Super Bowl and it's the yeah. NFL. And they're very, like, obviously problematic it's it's you know a lot of people know about um the racism that's happened with the nfl and you know also especially Harry... in the music industry because a lot of artists have been boycotting mm -hmm. performing at the halftime yep. show so it's like in his wheelhouse yes exactly yeah and also this isn't something that harry does a lot so that would also be a difference right if harry was someone who you know, over the last few years of his solo career, you know, does all these kinds of shows, but he really hasn't. This is the first time he's really done a lot of these kind of, like, types of shows. Um, so it seemed like kind of a statement from him that he would do right. this, you know. Do you have anything else yeah, to add I, before I go on? <laughs> I feel like um, that quote that he said, and I think when we talked about it the first time about him putting all his weight behind finding mm -hmm. that one thing um kind of like what you were saying like no one person can do everything it's not mm -hmm. going to work if you do try to you know put yourself behind every single cause you're fighting for hunger and you know baby's mental health and also the ice caps and also this and also that you can't go full throttle on every single issue people dedicate their entire lives to one issue like you can't do everything that being said the quote that he said was not it did not say that that's not what he was no. saying you know and honestly like what what he said makes me think he's like waiting to pick and choose what mm -hmm. he wants to 
put himself behind in like you said it's it's he has such a privilege to be able to do that mm-hmm. and by not doing anything you're that, that's just exactly what you're doing you're not doing anything if you're mm-hmm. waiting waiting to find the one cause and now i don't know if this was like a misspeak this was like mm-hmm. he didn't really have an answer so he kind of just was like let me just spew this out of my mouth i don't know because i wasn't there um but it was put in paper and this is what we receive um so it just that that is a frustrating that is a frustrating thing and um I don't know especially then you take a stand like this and now you're you're doing something that looks like you're doing the opposite of what you Mm want to do you know like I know you can't do everything but at least do something yeah yeah exactly no one's saying do everything right yeah and so oh sorry what did i cut you off just like the nfl is huge it Mm -hmm. is in his wheelhouse he should know this one in particular Mm -hmm. um and and if he was going to still perform do something that balances it out or something Mm -hmm. like if you if you're in this and you're going to do it and you've decided that then either donate the money to somewhere, make a public something. I don't know. I feel like I'm expecting a little bit more, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. I I totally agree. Um, I was listening to MuggleCast um, a few weeks back. They are a a podcast about Harry Potter. Um, If you're not kind of in the Harry Potter fandom or you didn't see the stuff with J.K. Rowling recently, she, she tweeted some super awful transphobic, stuff um it's deeply upsetting and during their conversation about that on the podcast episode they kind of were talking about how jk rowling really created her own detractors (laughs) um Mm. she wrote this book series um that like deals with issues of of inequality and oppression um standing up to authority um injustice like fighting for for people who um who are marginalized and a lot of people grew up with these stories and it really helped shape who they are now um a lot of people like who have grown up with harry potter are like partially as you know politically active or like minded as they are because of the books right um current day jk rowling i don't know what her deal is um thank god we're not a harry potter podcast i know that seems like a nightmare um, but, you know, her, her views as of late have seemed very, very opposite to her books. But um, mm-hmm. obviously that's not the case with Harry. But the parallel is that, um, you know, the people who are who are now kind of her detractors are, are you know, she created them like by, with right. her work. So I saw a lot of people when the stuff with Harry was happening kind of saying like, well, look at this artist who's performing in the Super Bowl. Look at this artist who's who's, you know, participating in this. Like no one's saying anything to them like you know, look at this person's fans. They're all just supportive. Like, why is Harry the only person that you feel like has to um, take a stand? And it's like, it's it's partially because, you know, Harry has um, kind of, you know, created his fans to care about this kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. So he has, you know, throughout his, his solo career and in his One Direction days, um, you know, he... Um, He's had his whole thing with pride flags where he runs around on stage with them. 
Um, he's had like a Black Lives Matter sticker on his guitar. He's had an end gun violence sticker on his guitar. He talks a lot about equality. Um, he's obviously very like vocal um, in his actions about um, equality for, for queer people. So like being fans of Harry, uh, you're obviously encouraged to think that way. His, right. his whole tagline is treat people with kindness. Um, so like that's why it's not like if he was some like super straight looking acting uh country artist who i was a fan of and then did something like this i probably wouldn't notice i would be like yep seems right <laughs> like but he's right. not he's and someone at the same who- time though if there was someone like like i'm still disappointed with every person who plays like the halftime i'm still disappointed like just because I'm not talking about it, I don't have a podcast about them, you know, or I'm not right. their fan. Like, <laughs> right. Harry fans don't have to get as angry at, you know, another artist because they're not that artist fan. You can call out right. the person that you're a fan of. You're not going to call out every single person under the earth. But I am still mad at those mm-hmm. people or still disappointed in the choices they make. Um, mm-hmm. And I know it, it's a little bit more tangled this year because it's two latinx women who perform Mm -hmm. so it's a it's a different situation but right you know lady gaga performing like that was still a disappointing choice Mm -hmm. um so but i also i'm a fan of harry's so i'm going to talk about harry's a lot more than i'm going to talk about lady gaga right yeah yeah exactly and also like harry is a, a cis white man so um that's also more specific right like the 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 problems people have with the nfl are very much about about racism um -hmm. so him being a white person there's even more uh i feel even more responsibility on his part to right make uh intentional decisions around that yeah um i wanted to read a couple of quotes from him um just to give you the heads up it's been 30 minutes thank you okay i think we'll go is it okay if we go a little bit past? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think that Harry's definitely, like, evolved over the years on the way he kind of thinks and talks about politics. Um, so first there's this um, – this is from Teen Vogue, and this is from 2017. Um, and I'm reading all of these only because I know you don't like to read them. Okay. Do you want to read any of them? No, I'm having a good time listening. Okay, good. (laughs) If you're a new listener, Caitlin uh, doesn't love reading stuff that, like, she hasn't prepared and I prepared all of this, so that's why I'm reading all of it. I'm not trying to hog the (laughs) talk. I just don't do it justice when I read it because I'll be, like, confused halfway through through, and it won't flow nicely. Lucia's very good at reading, so. I I feel like I'm running out of breath right now, but. I'll give my best shot. Yeah, I also don't have as good cardio, I feel like. (laughs) I'm always out of breath. So this is, um, again, from Teen Vogue from 2017. On the French TV show, no idea how to say that. Cool. I'm not going to try. When asked about his opinion of Brexit, the divisive UK vote to leave the European Union that took place last June, Harry replied, I don't really comment on politics. To me, I think anything that brings people together is better than things that pull people apart. Oh my goodness. (laughs) After the host uh, pressed him, though, pointing out, but you're in favor of equality. Men, women, gay people, straight people, that's politics. 
Harry explained that, to him, those things aren't politics. That doesn't feel like politics to me, he says. I think stuff like equality feels much more fundamental. I feel like everyone is equal. That doesn't feel like politics to me. Um, and then this is from Vogue, or Teen Vogue. While LGBTQ rights should be fundamental, as every human deserves equal treatment regardless of gender, race, or sexual orientation, it shouldn't be overlooked that human rights have historically always been a political issue. For example, Martin Luther King Jr.'s March on Washington was designed to show the political and social challenges black people faced. In 1968, George Wallace ran for president ran for president campaigning in favor of racial segregation. More recently, the Trump administration stripped civil rights from transgender people in schools. Harry's recent statements echo a similar thought he express, expressed in his Rolling Stone cover story, where he said, Most of the stuff that hurts me about what's going on at the moment is not politics. It's fundamentals. Equal rights. For everyone. All races, sexes, everything. While Harry's remarks are certainly true in an ideal world, they are not a reality, and an important part of being an ally is knowing when to speak up for what's right, whether that's political or not. Mm-hmm. So I thought that Teen Vogue um, take was pretty good, yeah. and you know that was from 2017, um, but I think this is kind of the base of a lot of the issues that people, that Harry's fans have with him. Yeah. Um, you know, it would be really nice if we could separate fundamental rights from politics, right? It would be really nice if we could right. just be like, oh, it's just everyone needs to love more. Like, yeah. every, you know, everyone just needs to learn to love each other. And it's not about politics. Like, that would obviously feel a lot better. Um, unfortunately, that's not reality. Yeah. And all of this stuff that Harry kind of used to think wasn't politics, it is. It is political. Right. Yeah. Um. And then there's these quotes from the Rolling Stone interview from 2019, which was very recent, um, where you can kind of see a little bit of an evolution um, of his thought process. He's always had a fervent female fandom, and admirably, he's never felt a need to pretend he doesn't love it that way. They're the most honest, especially if you're talking about teenage girls, but older as well, he says. They have that bullshit detector. You want honest people as your audience. We're so past that dumb, outdated narrative of, oh, these people are girls, so they don't know what they're talking about. They're the ones who know what they're talking about. They're the people who listen obsessively. They effing own this shit. They're running it. He doesn't have the uptightness some people have about sexual politics or about identifying as a feminist. I think ultimately feminism is thinking that men and women should be equal, right? People think that if you say I'm a feminist, it means you think men should burn in hell and women should trample on their necks. No, you think women should be equal. That doesn't feel like a crazy thing to me. I grew up with my mom and my sister. When you grow up around women, your female influence is just bigger. Of course, men and women should be equal. I don't want a lot of credit for being a feminist. It's pretty simple. I think the ideals of feminism are pretty straightforward. So... (laughs) (laughs) I feel like these quotes from 2019 kind of show that he's like growing in in his politics and how he thinks about them yeah and I think particularly the first part of the quote um where he's talking about you know you want honest people as your audience Mm -hmm. I think speaks specifically to situations like this so when people see Harry fans kind of um, questioning him or wanting more from him and they kind of want to come to his defense and be like, 
you know, you should just be supportive of Harry and, you know, you shouldn't um, criticize him at all. Uh, I think, you know, Harry obviously has, has said himself that, that he wants an audience that is honest. Right. Um, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like the, like the fact that the hashtag people were using was Harry back out and not Harry is canceled. Harry or is canceled. Harry is over party. <laughs> oh my really? goodness. Like, that really says all you need to know. Yeah. Um, Harry's fans want him to be the best person he can be. And yeah. we believe that he can be. Yeah. Like, if his fans didn't believe that he could be better, then they wouldn't have made a hashtag that's a call to action. Like, right. Harry back out. They wouldn't be imploring him to stand up or say something. We would just mm-hmm. say, like, well, this is who Harry is. And then either decide right. to, like, cancel him and not be a fan anymore or stay a fan and just be disappointed and be like, yeah, this is just my problematic fave. <laughs> yeah. But we don't do that. Like, we want him no. to change and evolve and be better. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's, like, the highest praise you could get as an artist is for your audience to have, like, that kind of faith in you that they believe you can change and yeah. they believe you can do hard things. Um, yeah, I agree. And that's why I really appreciate the fandom in moments like these, especially mm-hmm. that while there is, like, all the back and forth that can get negative like it's just this is why we're in this particular fandom because it's Mm -hmm. a political space it's a liberal space you know it's an activist space like that's Mm -hmm. why i'm so passionate about it you know it's Mm -hmm. not just the music it's everything that comes with it and i stick around because of that yeah yeah i feel like as an artist who values their relationship with their fans and who wants to have a real connection with their fans like Harry does. Um, Like, I don't know what more you could ask for from your audience. Like we care about politics. We care about each other. We care about people. And that's like a message that Harry himself has championed, you know, with his treat people with kindness. And the fact that like his fans care about him in such a real and honest way is like really powerful. That's what I'd want if I was someone with a wide following. I wouldn't want people to just, like, praise me no matter what. Um, Yeah. Because then you don't grow at all as a person. It's important for people to, like, love you in a real way. Which means sometimes telling you when you're doing something wrong or doing something that's hurting you. Yeah, definitely. Like, it's not like people are just, like, criticizing him for fun. Like, people saw this and, like, really, really were hurt. Yeah. Um, And the last thing I'm going to (laughs) say is that I also saw a lot of people kind of talking about, like, you know, artists are just for entertainment. Like, they're not supposed to be activists. Like, Harry's, Harry is a singer. He's he's just an entertainer. He's not supposed to, like, be an activist. Like, we shouldn't expect that from him. Um, and while I think that some artists are, are, like, you know, primarily they just want to be entertaining, I think most don't. I think most no. artists want their art to speak to people. It's not yeah. just entertainment. Um, and and you know, it, it never has been like right. It, art has always had. It's not just it's not just la di da. Art has always had deeper meanings way back in mm-hmm. hundreds and hundreds of years ago. But even in mm-hmm. recent history, think of all the musicians we know from the '60s, '70s. Like a lot of artists were making political commentary on the world. Like it's not yeah. new. Whether no. you're a visual artist or you're a musician or whatever you are, like it, it always has meaning. That's why art connects yeah. 
people and that's why art touches people it's not just like right flippant yeah yeah totally um i feel like harry's art like his his songs um they're thought provoking they make me feel a wide range of emotions um i think most artists want you to be moved by their art and connect to it you know not just be entertained um and i think there you know there's definitely some people out there who were just being mean maybe and and canceling harry but honestly the majority of stuff i saw was like very honest and kind and just people saying like hey uh this is how i feel and this is why i feel this way Mm -hmm. um so yeah that is that for that (laughs) i'm sorry that was so long-winded uh it's hard to talk about this kind of stuff because um i want to like make sure i am as comprehensive as possible but also not bore people to death (laughs) so hopefully we sort of achieved that um being in a, a fandom like this one can be challenging at times when this kind of stuff happens but ultimately it feels very rewarding to me that i'm in a in a fandom with other people who like care enough yeah and definitely yeah yeah and if you're someone who talks about this stuff you know whether it's with people in real life or um on social media um then thank you for doing that and i appreciate all the energy it takes um yeah it took me a long time to prepare for this episode even though like this you know like the actual stuff i said wasn't that you know long but it's hard it's hard stuff so um if you are someone who like all that work of course (laughs) (laughs) um if you have thoughts about anything we just talked about we would love to hear them uh if you agree with us or not we'd love to hear um you can definitely let us know your own your own thoughts um but yeah anything else on that no i think that sums it up okay thank you all for listening to that moving on uh we have some zane news uh things have been pretty quiet on the zane front as of late um but there was some uh some drama around zane this last week um so there's an artist named rafael allmark who is brazilian And he posted uh, that he was having a song come out um, called Fugir, F-U-G-I-R, and then in parentheses, Runaway Radio Edit, uh, featuring Zane. The song was posted on Apple Music. You could pre-save it. Um, There's a link to pre-save. And fans hadn't heard anything about this before from Zane. So there's a lot of people kind of inquiring um, it turns out Zane didn't know about it either. <laughs> um, so Raphael tweeted, uh, this stuff is also, his tweets are all in Portuguese. So a lot of what I'm going to read be reading is the Google translation. It's not going to be perfect. Uh, I don't speak Portuguese, so I couldn't translate it myself. Um, but he tweeted a few things, including, uh, the song was recorded in 2018. I did a demo and sent it to some people. After a while, a producer wanted to finish and sent my music to his people, with his vocal already finished in English, not in Portuguese. Then I recorded my part here. So basically the summary is, um, Raphael uh, recorded this song in 2018, 
um, got Zane's vocals on it, uh, but couldn't release it with Zane um, because Zane was releasing his own stuff at the time. And so the label said they didn't want the song released yet. So he actually released a version on his own uh, in 2018 um, without Zane's parts. And then I guess he was going to release, you know, the, the edit with Zane's parts now. Um, he tweeted, this version is a reissue for the radio because in the first release, they did not authorize to link with Zane because of his releases. So he had not left before. Um, then Zane tweeted, yo, thank you so much for letting me know about this. I do not have any new collaborations coming. So please just keep checking here for any news. You know, you will always be the first to know. Spread the word. Big love. Um, wait, so I'm confused. He was saying... Was it sarcastic or was he being no. real? Like, oh, thanks for letting me know. No, he was actually um, saying that, I'm assuming, to his to the fans that were tweeting at him. Oh, okay. So I think that's how he found out about this because a bunch of people were tweeting like, Zane, you have a new song. Excited. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to find out. I know. So Raphael then released a statement after this and he said, <clears throat> again, this is a, a translation. It's not going to be perfect. First of all, I would like to apologize for all this mess. Apparently, someone in the halfway forgot to tell the Zane team about this release. The song has already started to be removed. It is out of vivo, and I believe that tomorrow it will no longer be available in the music apps, and anyone who wants can request a refund on iTunes slash Apple Music to cancel the purchase. This whole situation upset me a lot. I believe you too, so I thought it was important to write this. Thanks to everyone for the messages, and thanks to those who liked the song anyways. Much love to all of you. Um, Why did they have to remove it? Zane's not even doing anything. I'm not sure. Um, he said, I see how to remove the song and how the people who brought it, bought it on iTunes can be reimbursed. As I said, if they didn't agree with him or his team for me, it's worth nothing. I'm a fan of the artist, not the record company. He has to know if he releases or not. Hmm. It's hard to follow because I don't speak Portuguese, but <laughs> um, it's very unclear what happened. Um, but whatever it was, obviously um, pretty crappy for um, Zane to not know that this was happening. I definitely don't think it was yeah. Raphael's fault at all. Um, I don't think he was doing it intentionally. I think it was a miscommunication um, yeah. you know, with him and, and the label and stuff. Zane's had a lot of issues with his with his label RCA. Um, that's like not news to anyone. He's talked about it publicly. Um, so who knows really how this happened? <laughs> um, but someone actually asked us to talk about this over on Twitter. Um, so I thought we'd throw it in here um, since we haven't had uh, Zane news in a while, and it seemed like it was a kind of interesting thing to mention. Yeah. You'd think people would have that down pat, but alas, no, not even record labels know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And also this has happened before with, with Zayn and RCA. They like, there was another, yeah. a single of his or a feature of his, um, I think it was the, yeah, don't matter that got leaked. Um, and mm -hmm. Zayn tweeted about it and said, due to unprofessionalism, the song has been leaked. Mm. Also when Icarus Falls came out, he tweeted, um, that his record label was holding him back, but he wanted to release it as soon as possible. He seemed really excited about the album, and then and there was, like, this series of videos that was going to have a theme, and then um, the actual release 
was really done in a really bad way and then you know Zayn kind of fell off the face of the earth and like didn't do any promotion so we don't know what happened we can't see for sure what happened but I hope that Zayn's able to um like find people that um that he's going to be able to work with better um Mm -hmm. it definitely seems like he does not have a good working relationship with um with his current record label and it's like really a bummer yeah um i think he's struggled a lot i don't think he's like i think most people who he's like been involved with like on a on a industry level i think not i think most of them have like not really um super cared about him so Mm -hmm. that kind of sucks um but yeah I don't know i would have loved to hear to have heard this song with him on it <laughs> do you think it's still out there somewhere because they released it and then pulled it from vivo no i think it was like the pre i don't think it was actually on vivo i looked uh. everywhere and i couldn't find it huh. um there's a lot of fake versions on youtube okay you know when people do that when like a, a yeah. leak happens or something and people post it all over youtube but it's actually fake yeah so annoying you know it would be so hard for someone who doesn't understand youtube or anything to understand what the hell we're talking about but i know exactly what you're talking about yeah well it's like also if really... i told that to my parents they'd be like <laughs> honestly video I but know. a video i know um yeah so we got we got a message about this from a listener who was like can you talk about this stuff happening with zane and they included like a link to some tweets about it but it took me so long to actually figure out what's going on. <laughs> I feel like in this fandom, unless you're following something in real time, minute by minute, like there's no way yeah. you can figure out what happened after the fact. Yeah, it just gets so out of order. It really it's does. so confusing. Yeah, and it's really annoying because it's like you spend so much time like trying to like dig, dig to the bottom of things and then you end up with like, I don't know, not a yeah. lot of like, not nothing major like two minutes of content (laughs) yeah um but yeah there's that um if you have more stuff you want us to talk about in regards to this let us know but i don't really know what to add like obviously zane doesn't have a good relationship with his label obviously they're not doing great by him like we don't know the details uh and until zane wants to talk about it or is allowed to talk about it um we can't um so there's not really much we can say beyond that you know mm-hmm. um but yeah hopefully we'll hear some new music from zane in 2020 i know he said i don't have any new collaborations coming um but i would love to to have him continue to like release uh collabs if he doesn't want to mm-hmm. do his own stuff i guess he's kind of still promoting flames so was that, that did that music video come out Mm-hmm. It did. There was a music video I guess you could have thrown that, that into this episode. Mm. Yep. Did not watch it. Yeah, the music video came out like two weeks ago. Cool. Okay. <clears throat> now moving on to some happy topics. <laughs> um we have <laughs> We have a new Nile song and a music video to go along with it. And mm. 
his album title and his album cover and his album release date. (laughs) What? Wow, we got so much info. We really did. So all at once. I know. So first, we're going to talk about the song um, and the video that went along with it. So Niall released a new song called No Judgment. It was written by Julian Bonetta, John Ryan, Alexander uh, Isquierdo, Tobias Gesso Jr., and Niall Horan. Produced by Tobias Gesso Jr. and Julian Bonetta. Uh, Niall posted it on Instagram, and he said... No Judgment is one of my favorites I've written. Loved writing this song as I knew exactly what I wanted to say. And from blank canvas idea to the most colorful and most fun video to make with my guy at Drew Kirsch. What a day with the wonderful Pim and Barbara, the real stars in this clip. Let's stop judging each other. Life isn't about that. Enjoy it and enjoy this video. Go and dance like no one is watching. Oh. <laughs> So the music video that goes along with this is really fun. Um, it starts out with Niall, and he is in a fabulous suit in a super, super bright-colored um, giant house. And then it kind of follows this, um, like, old couple who are uh, just having having a blast. Um <laughs> But I really like this video. I think it's really fun. I'm obsessed with the, col- so with the colors. <laughs> yeah, they like had, I was looking at the credits and it was like recolored by someone. Like they had someone go in and like do all the coloring, which mm. I think most music videos do. But it was very like obvious how much mm-hmm. like color touching there was in this music video to make it so bright. Yeah. Do you, um, do you remember when you first heard this song and what your initial impressions were? Yeah, I listened when I woke up one morning and just pressed play. Um, and it was like, you know, when you listen, but you're also doing things. So, like, if you make a noise, you, like, miss a couple words. So, I, like, missed right. out on certain words and I had to go back. Uh-huh. Um, well, I guess, like, because I'm always listening for lyrics first. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I thought it was fun. Um, it's, like, groovy. I wouldn't say, I mean, Nice to Meet You, like, was the ultimate for me. So mm-hmm. I'm, like, waiting for another song to hit like that for me. Yeah. Um, but it was fun. And the music video was cute. Kind of gross, mm-hmm. at parts. <laughs> um, uh-huh. But, like, <laughs> the whole idea behind the song is fun. Like, Niall's been posting, like, really, like, embarrassing photos on yes. Twitter and making everyone else post their embarrassing photos and just kind of being like, listen, we're human. Like, we all yeah. are gross. We're all, like, silly. We're all goofy. Like, let's just not judge each other yeah um it reminded me of um julia michael's song um issues yeah it's like we all have got issues <laughs> like mm-hmm. like you you have issues i have issues let's not judge each other about it um but yeah i feel like this song and kind of niall said it it's like a combination of let's not judge humans for being themselves but also like it's also about like a really healthy friends with benefits relationship mm-hmm. so it seems like it's a fun combination. I feel like Niall would be, like, the nicest, most gentlemanly, like, friends with benefits <laughs> relationship. That's also, like, Honestly. if you want to tell me, like, you want me to be your emotional, like, support system as well. We can, like, emotionally help each other and, like, uh-huh. you know, be really healthy about it. And we'll, like, catch up and, like, also yeah. hook up and then just, you know, no pressure. So yeah, <laughs> I thought that was fun. It's a good song. Yeah. 
yeah, I feel like musically this song wasn't my favorite. Um, it reminded me a lot of like an Ed Sheeran type song. Yes, the beginning sounds mm-hmm. a lot like an Ed Sheeran song, like one of his more modern Ed Sheeran songs. Yeah, it has grown on me the more I've listened to it. Um, and I, I love the lyrics. Like, lyrically, I really, really love this song. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the message of it. I feel like it's kind of an extension of uh, Since We're Alone and Fire Away from Flickr. Mm-hmm. Um, like an upbeat version. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I definitely got the sense, too, uh, similar to what Caitlin said, that it's kind of like a, a friends with benefits situation. It seems like it's almost sung to someone he's known for a really long time. Yeah. Um, I think there's, like, a line where he says, oh, yeah, here it is. Even though we don't talk for a couple of months, it's like we didn't lose any time. I can be your lover or your shoulder to cry on. You can be whoever you like. Uh, so, yeah, I really love this song. Yeah. Um, and really, really fun video to go with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, So... Pretty much, these these were like a couple days apart. Um, after he released this song, he also released the cover to his album and his album title um, and release date. So the title is Heartbreak Weather. <gasps> Gasp! <laughs> um, one of our listeners and friends, Steph, called this uh, back when he released the video for Nice to Meet Ya. There was, like, a poster in the video that said Heartbreak Weather on it, and right away Steph was like, that's the album album title. That's it. Yeah. And I think um, people in, like, the hardcore Nile fandom, like, I think it was pretty confirmed amongst yeah. them. Like, I'm not so in the Nile fandom that I know all the ins and outs, but I trust right. Steph's judgment. Yeah. Like, if it was a hairy thing, we'd be like, okay, we know what, what's right. happening here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's going to be released on March 13th, which is... A month Bas- away. Basically a month away. Yeah, really soon. Today's the 12th. Yeah. It's funny because as I was preparing this doc, I got really sad because I was like, wait, this is going to be the end of our album releases. Like, oh, yeah. But back before. Uh, Not for another two years. I know. Or more. I forget whose album was was first, either Harry's or Liam's. But back before any of, any of these newer albums came out, it was like this crazy time where we were like, oh my god, we're going to have four new albums yeah. in like the span oh. of a couple months. And now we only have one left. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> Liam's, Harry's, Louis, and now Niles. Maybe Zayn will put one out in the summer. I hope. A surprise Zayn album. That will be great. Yeah. <laughs> so Niles said on Instagram when he posted uh, the cover, some news I know you lovely people will want to hear. My second album is called Heartbreak Weather and is out March 13th. I have worked so hard on this album for the last 18 months, and I am so ready to release it. I had the time of my life making it, and when you hear it on March 13th, I hope you'll be able to hear that in the music. 2020 is going to be a fun year for us. Let's enjoy it to the max. Until then, here's an album cover and an album title. And then a laugh emoji. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to... um? briefly describe what this album cover looks like sure so the album title is it says heartbreak weather at the top in this like funky font and then nile horn at the bottom in a in a font that we've seen before i think for niles Mm -hmm. name 
Um, and Niall is standing. It looks kind of like an abandoned, like outside an abandoned lot. Like there's some construction signs, there's some cones, there's like a metal fence. Um, and he's standing on a wooden chair, kind of looking out. Um, and there's some like sprayed on chalk or paint um, directions on the ground, which Niall just said were just there. They didn't like add them. It just happened to be where they were shooting. Um, and the sky is half kind of like a nice sun sunrise or sunset. And the other half is a storm. And there's a li- big lightning bolt going down. And I've definitely seen skies like this, like where I live. We often will get like, you can turn one way and it looks like a beautiful sunset. And you turn the other way and it looks like it's like <laughs> mm-hmm. so demons, dementors are coming. Uh-huh. Um and yeah I don't really know what Niall's doing but he's just kind of standing there pretty straight staring off in the distance he's got this like cute stripey short sleeve button down on it's blue and white stripes with a t-shirt underneath um Mm -hmm. and some white pants and looks like maybe converse or some sort of shoe Mm -hmm. um and he's just kind of standing there almost like he's ready to get struck by lightning to be honest (laughs) standing on a chair in a lightning storm doesn't seem like the brightest idea (laughs) Um, but it looks like he's about to get his heart broken because it's heartbreak weather. And if he gets mm. struck, maybe that's what it means. Yeah. I love this cover a lot. Uh, I love the coloring of it. I love like yeah. the composition. I love the like. The font is so cool at the top. I really yes. like that font. Heartbreak yeah. weather. It reminds me of the Stranger Things font a lot. Oh. Um, I love Stranger Things. But yeah, I'm super into this album cover. I think it's perfect. I like it a lot more than Flickr's album cover. Same. Um, I think that this is just, it's, yeah, it's beautiful. Um, like, I would have a yeah. poster of this on my wall. Um, yeah, it's really cool. And I love, I love the sky. I love clouds and lightning. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's very up my alley. Um, and then the actual title, Heartbreak Weather, I also think is so perfect. I love this as a title. Um I love weather. I love songs about heartbreak. <laughs> it feels like it's... a little cheesy, but I feel like it fits mm. Nile. Like, yeah. I like it, you know? Yeah. I think it's clever. I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, so we're going to get this album in a month. Um, what do you think that it's going to sound like as a whole now that we have the three singles? So we've got Nice to Meet Ya. Put a little love on me and no judgment. Do you feel like you have a sense now of of what the album might sound like? And, I feel like I... Oh, sorry. No, answer what? that question first. And then <laughs> I feel like I know a little bit more. I, I think, like, when he was going into his last album, it felt like he was, like, okay, in the frame of mind, I'm, like, this acoustic singer-songwriter, and everything has to fit that. Mm -hmm. Um, and he had one outlier, which was slow hands. And that ended up being like his biggest hit. So going into Mm -hmm. this album, I feel like he had a little bit more flexibility in his own head where he's like, you know what? I don't have to be this like acoustic singer songwriter and that's it. Like I can play into some of these more poppy and, um, I don't know like not as acoustic sounds like we got the much rockier side with nice to meet you and then this one sounds like an ed sheeran song put a little love on me fits more with his like old album but like i think better produced um 
but I'm feeling like there might be more freedom and he's playing around with some new sounds. Not unlike Harry um, was now playing along with like adding in horns mm-hmm. and adding in this and adding in that. Um, but I think Niall's doing it in a way where it maybe fits more into like what's popular on radio right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully still like sticking with his own guns as well. Mm-hmm. Um and then I'm just, I'm thinking hopefully the production will be like a step up mm-hmm. from the last album. Like I really like the live sounding of nice to meet you, but I don't know if I hear it so much on no judgment. So I'm hoping like the, mm-hmm. the still like the poppier songs still have that really live feel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, have the singles that he's released made you more or less excited for the album? Um, it's a mixed bag, I'd say, because yeah. I like L- Nice to Meet You a lot. No Judgment is fun, but it's not like, it's not, it wouldn't be a song I'd pick out. Mm-hmm. And then Put a Little Love on Me was really beautiful, but I, that doesn't like spark my attention for the album in the same mm-hmm. way, um, like Nice to Meet You did. So yeah. I'm just hoping I'll find a number that do spark me in the same way that Nice to Meet You do. So I'm like, yeah. I'm excited about that. I'm excited to hear kind of what his growth is on this album. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, it was like last album, it was like slow hands, hand down was like, just, I loved it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm hoping there's a couple more on this album that I'm like, oh my gosh, I just love this so much. It's so fun to listen to, you know? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I guess we'll see. Because it's, it's like, it, I, even with three songs, it's still like you put out one slow song, you know, mm-hmm. and then two of them are kind of different. One's really rocky, one's more contemporary. So I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. It's not like all three of them sound the same, you know, but even like with, with Harry, he put out three songs that were very poppy and like mm-hmm. whatever. And then his whole album really took me for a twist when you get mm-hmm. into the latter half of the album. So it's so hard to predict. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to look at uh, how these singles compare to the singles from his last album, Flicker. Yeah. Uh, the, the singles from the last album were... Uh, this town, slow hands, and too much to ask. Um, slow hands, as Caitlin said, was the outlier, and then this town and too much to ask kind of spoke to how how the rest of the album sounded. Yeah. So I think that was like a good that was like a pretty accurate uh, representation of the album. Mm-hmm. Although I think people heard slow hands, at least I heard slow hands, and was so obsessed with it that I was then kind of let down that there wasn't more songs like that. <laughs> yeah, same. Because um, it was just like a one off. Um, I feel like with the Heartbreak Weather singles, it's a little bit more of a mystery because yeah. we've got a slow piano ballad, we've got like a rocky one, and then we've got kind of like a groovy one. Uh, so I feel like it could really go any direction. Yeah. Um, any direction, lol. Uh, and we uh, still have, right, <laughs> um, Slow Hands 2.0, he said. There was one on there. Right. That, like, we hadn't, it wasn't nice to meet you that he considered to be Slow Hands 2.0. And I doubt it was no judgment, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like for me, the way I would rank the singles, I would put Put a Little Love on Me first, then Nice to Meet You, then No Judgment. Uh Um, Caitlin would probably do, actually, I don't know. You tell us. 
I, <laughs> I would do nice to meet you. And then I don't know about the other two. I feel like they're yeah. so different. Yeah. But maybe put a little love on me, then no judgment. Yeah. But I, that might just be in how, like, sort of an objective feel. Mm. But um, I might listen to no judgment more than I would listen to put a little love on me. But that's more yeah. of my own taste, you know. Right. Yeah, definitely. Put a little love on me is definitely one of those those songs where like, uh, me and Caitlin have very different opinions about it. Yeah, um, because <laughs> I love it. It's one of my favorites, and I think yeah. Caitlin could could give or take it. Um, yeah, most of the time that's kind of how we are. Yeah. Uh, yeah, on our on when we listened to the Louise album, actually, it was really funny because we had the exact same favorites. I know, which is kind of a first. It never <laughs> happens. But like with Harry's album, like I love falling, and like you didn't actually uh-huh. like it at first, but like That's it's true. a slow song, and usually those are songs you like I gravitate know. towards. And I'm like, meh. But like I love falling, <laughs> and like I do like some slow songs. Like I, yeah. I, I don't know. There's some Casey Musgraves ones that like her whole album is really mellow. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't know yeah. what it is that some slow songs grab me, um, mm-hmm. but others just like it's really nice and I love it. Like like I can really appreciate the beauty of the song, mm-hmm. but for some reason I'm just like it doesn't connect to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it might be like specific themes too. Like if there's stuff that like you've experienced that you like hear yeah. a song and immediately relate to, then obviously that's gonna make yeah, you. Yeah, I think that to definitely plays into it. Yeah, yeah, because I feel like our personal lives, like, there's, like, things we've, like, experienced that are, like, really different, so, like... Right, yeah. Like, a song, like, Put a Little, put a little Love on Me, like, I hear it in such a specific personal way, which makes me love yeah. it. Yeah, um, definitely. But then also, I love it sonically, so that's just, yeah. like, a, a taste <laughs> difference, <I> Yes. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I think, you know, personally... Uh, I would love the album to be f- more fun and have yes. some more upbeat songs. I would l- I would love a real slow hands point two, part two, um, two point oh is what I was trying to say. <laughs> I knew what you meant. <laughs> yeah. Um, if it turns out that a lot of the album is kind of more um slower or or piano-y, I would also really love that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'm kind of ready for anything. Yeah, you are a a Nile lover. I feel like you're gonna, you're just gonna. You cut out. He Wait, out. you cut out when you said that. All I heard was you are a, and then it cut out. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have to go back and listen to find out what no. I'm calling you. <laughs> no, I said you're like a Nile lover, and just I feel like mm. you're a music lover in that like a lot of times you just like what you hear which is good. yeah although like my siblings will say that about me they're like you'll just hear something and you don't ever have anything bad to say but <laughs> compared to you I feel like I'm more picky so <laughs> that's very true yeah my musician yeah. side can definitely find the appreciation in pretty much anything yeah um the real test is what I listen to regularly because mm. there's definitely songs that I can listen to and be like oh, this is amazing, and this is beautiful, and this is so clever, and I can, like, analyze it. Uh, but then I yeah. never actually end up listening to it in daily right. life. Right, yeah. Um, but, yeah, when you said Nile lover, it sounded like an insult. No. <laughs> You're a Nile <laughs> lover. <laughs> Nile lover. No, I think it's it's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, we'd love to hear what you think about 
uh, Niall's upcoming album. Are you into the album cover and the title, Heartbreak Weather? What do you think of the singles? What are you looking forward to? Let us know. I'm very excited to do a Heartbreak Weather uh, episode. Me too. Episode. That is going to be fun. Recommendations for the week. Uh, I'm going to recommend. So I, um, on Twitter, Louis posted um, the chords to his song Walls. And there was some kind of hashtag about like a challenge where basically he posted the chords and then wants his fans to do their own covers, uh, which I just love. I think that's so cool. Um, And under his tweet, someone had replied with their friend's cover on a harp. Uh, And it was beautiful. Um, So my recommendation is to go listen to that. You have to go. You'd have to like go to Louis' Twitter, find that tweet. And then look at their replies. <laughs> <laughs> Solid. But it's really cool. It's just this person playing the harp. Playing a, ver- really a cool. cover of Walls on the harp. Wow. Uh, and it was really cool and beautiful. So that's my recommendation. Nice. Do you have one? Um, did I recommend J.P. Sachs yet or no? Mm-mm. Okay, my recommendation this week is to go listen to J.P. Sachs, S-A-X-E, um, his new EP called Hold It Together. He is Julia Michaels' boyfriend, and his songwriting is very similarly like personal and kind of blunt and conversational. Um, he's got a lot of it's six songs. I really like... Um, well, one of them, If the World Was Ending, I've been listening to month, for months. He and Julia um, sing it together and wrote it together and have a music video together. Um, that's a really beautiful song. Um, but the other one I really like is called Three Minutes. And it is definitely a commentary on him and Julia having past terrible relationships, but coming together and having a good one and like saying that they're going to make money off of their sucky exes and buy houses with the songs they make that week they sing about them so it's like pretty funny and um i very much enjoy it so okay go check him out if you like julian michaels after you said that i've definitely heard you talk about this before but i can't remember oh, no. if it's a recommendation or if it was on tvbl we were just talking about her in general uh, well we haven't done a main episode in a while right no that's why it's confusing oh well <laughs> it could have recommended it twice that's okay that's all i have i'm not doing anything else that was good enough clearly i mean it (laughs) all right so that is it for us today um thanks for listening to this hodgepodge episode uh we would love to hear what you thought about the show your opinions on anything we discussed today Feel free to send us news stories or anything One Direction related you would like to hear us talk about on future episodes um, or if you have thoughts on uh, stuff that we've already talked about that you'd like us to expand on. Thank you for listening to episode 210 of Talk Direction. You can follow us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. Email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. Find us on Tumblr at talkdirection.tumblr.com or on Instagram at talkdirection. You can also follow us individually. I am on Twitter and Instagram at Lucia O, spelled L-U-C-C-I-A-O-H. And Caitlin, where can they find you? 
You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Caitlin I.R. Foster, and Caitlin is spelled C-A-I-T-L-I-N. Make sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash talkdirection, where you can support the show financially. Uh, you can sign up for as little as $2.50 a month, actually as little as $1 a month, but uh, $2.50 will get you access to some of our TDDLs. Um, we have a $250, a $5, and a $10 level, and um, on Talk Direction Down Low today, we're going to be talking about um, the hairy shows we're going to see together in the summer, um, <gasps> and we're just going to get I'm all so excited, excited about Harry's tour and talk about our plans, like what we're going to like do uh, that week, where we're going to stay, like what we want to do at the show, all of that fun stuff. So if you want to get excited for Harry's tour with us, head on over to patreon.com slash talk direction. Uh, you can rate and review and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and on SoundCloud. I'm Lucia. And I'm Caitlin. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 211. Bye. Bye.